Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then try Babbel. Text SOCIAL to 64000 and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember. Remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel free. Just text SOCIAL to 64000 and start learning a new language today. That's SOCIAL to 64000. S-O-C-I-A-L to 64000. Arizona News Radio, our brutal record-breaking heat continues this week, but there is some moisture moving in. Phoenix National Weather Service meteorologist Sean Benedict says the week starts with a chance of storms around the state. Looking at today, there's a, there's definitely a chance for some isolated thunderstorms. Better chance than what we've seen in the past several weeks. Um, could see some isolated storms even pushing through the, the Phoenix metro area this afternoon. Phoenix police are looking for a suspect who stole a car left running outside a convenience store on July 19th in Phoenix. Sergeant Jamie Rothschild, a silent witness. That's when the suspect jumped into the driver's seat, put the vehicle in reverse, and as he did that, the door ended up dragging the victim for a little bit before the suspect drove off. The annual Andy Divine Days Rodeo has been canceled because of the pandemic. The cancellation is being blamed on the cancellation by sponsors of the event in Kingman. And the D-backs beat the Padres 7-6 to last night. Mike Salceda, Arizona News Radio. From the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center for this afternoon in the grips of a heat wave with an excessive heat warning until Wednesday night at 8. Today's high, 113 with sunshine. Tonight dropping to 90. Tomorrow, Monday, sunny and hot. High, 114 with light south wind. I'm TJ Matthews from the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 108 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks. Here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. The information and opinions you hear on this radio show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KFNX, its affiliates, management, or advertisers. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 vets, helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good afternoon. I'm Will Bangura. I'm your host for the next hour, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every week, as well as discuss and report the latest pet news and information, including topics in pet health and how to help your fur babies thrive. We also interview some of the leading experts in the field of pet behavior and pet health and discuss pet welfare issues affecting you and your pets in our community. But first, I've gotten an announcement to make. This show is moving time slots. Pet Talk Today is moving starting August 22nd, next Saturday. Pet Talk Today will be on each Saturday morning 
from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm excited about the new time slot. Be sure to make note that after today, you can find Pet Talk Today each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We're looking forward to continuing to help you with any and all of your pet training and behavior questions now on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10. So if you have friends or family with pets and you think that they might enjoy Pet Talk Today, be sure to tell them about the show and be sure to join us next Saturday from 9 to 10. In just a little bit, we will be joined by my distinguished guest, Dr. Gene Dodds, doctor of veterinary medicine, researcher, scientist, and author. Uh, we'll be talking about your pet's health and Dr. Dodds' book, The Canine Thyroid Epidemic, what that means and how that may be affecting your pets as well as the alarming increase in cancer being diagnosed amongst dogs and cats along with how over-vaccinating our pets may be contributing to autoimmune disorders and other health problems. Uh, Dr. Dodds will also discuss the difference between food allergies and food intolerances in pets and how to determine if your pet suffers from any food intolerances. But uh, before we go and have Dr. Dodds come on the show for our interview, we're going to talk a little bit about pet in the news, pet talk in the news. Um, this is from Bloomberg, and it says here this article is rock star and web founder teaming up on technology. A rock star and vegan financier and a pioneer of the internet are backing a project to find ways for humans to communicate with animals using machine learning and artificial intelligence. It's called the Interspecies IO Forum. And on Friday, they announced the Collar Prize for Interspecies Conversation. It's a $1 million research award. According to a statement, the effort kicks off this weekend with a video conference on subjects running from the language of bonobo apes to the music of elephants. Interspecies IO's leading figures include musician Peter Gabriel, Vint Cerf, uh, who helped to design the TCP IP architecture that underpines the internet and a private equity veteran, uh, Jeremy Collar, uh, who's a backer of the shoot for the moon, uh, phil- philanthropic project and part of a network of investors who has personally said he would like to end factory farming. Now, now that machine learning has become a powerful tool, one can start imagining uh, trying to extract signals from the interactions that we uh, observe uh, intraspecies in the same way that we train the machine learning systems to translate between languages, said Surf on a video call. Uh, the edgy part of this, the really edgy part, is what if an alien showed up? How would we interact? Uh, no one is yet close to creating an artificial Dr. Doolittle, said Surf. However, he said um, technology that enhances people's communication with their pets would be a lucrative market. People spend an enormous amount of money on their pets. Pets are big business, he says. Um, 
The group's members include cognitive psychologist and marine mammal scientist uh, Diana Reese, uh, Neil Gershenfeld, who's the head of MIT's Center for Bits and Atoms. Uh, they said recent advances in cloud computing, artificial intelligence, and big data make their audacious goal more realistic. Gabriel, Surf, Reese, and Gershenfeld have been collaborating on ways to decipher the language of animals for several years, and Collier recently brought more financial heft to those efforts. So what do you think? You think that uh, someday we are going to uh, be able to actually speak uh, and talk directly with our dogs, to talk directly with our cats? Well, according to this, we might not be that far off in terms of being able to do that. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. Um, and when we come back from our break, we will be joined by Dr. Gene Dodds, and we'll be discussing very important health information impacting our pets. So don't go away. I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. We'll be right back. Do you have a dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411 or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. I can't control my emotions. Control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. Or I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I can't concentrate. I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is my beating heart out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't just live like this can't anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. 
At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. Welcome back. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every week here on Independent Talk 1100 KFNX. Starting this Saturday, August 22nd, Pet Talk Today will be airing on Saturdays, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m., so be sure to make note of the change in our time slot and join Pet Talk Today each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., and that, of course, starts this Saturday, August 22nd at 9 a.m. Now, we are joined by our distinguished guest, Dr. Jean Dodds, doctor of veterinary medicine. Um, she'll be joining us by phone from California. Dr. Dodds became a veterinarian in 1964 after graduating from the Ontario Veterinary College and has spent more than five decades as a clinical research veterinarian. Dr. Dodds is the recipient of numerous awards to include Outstanding Woman Veterinarian of the Year, Holistic Veterinarian of the Year, and the Centennial Medal from the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Dodds started Hemopet in 1986, the first nonprofit National Animal Blood Bank. Today, Hemopet's range of nonprofit services and educational activities include providing canine blood components and related services, adopting retired greyhound blood donors as companions, and the Hemolife Diagnostic Division focused on hematology and blood banking, immunology, endocrinology, nutrition, and holistic medicine. In 2011, Dr. Dodds released NutriScan, a food sensitivity and intolerance diagnostic test for dogs, cats, and horses. NutriScan, the new gold standard for pets, test for 24 of the most commonly ingested foods. Dr. Dodds is also co-trustee of the Rabies Challenge Fund, a nonprofit project to assess the duration of immunity and safety of current rabies vaccines for animals. Dr. Dodds co-authored two books, The Canine Thyroid Epidemic, Answers You Need for Your Dog, which was awarded the Dog Writers Association of America Best Care and Health Book for 2011 and the Yukonuba Maxwell Canine Health Award. Her second book, Canine Nutrigenomics, Foods That Heal Your Dog, was published in January of 2015, 
Dr. Dodds also holds 25 patents. Um, Dr. Dodds, welcome to Pet Talk today. It's an honor (laughs) to have you with us. Well, I've been doing this for so long, by the time you've finished the bio, there's no time left on the show. Well, I was just going to say, you've got quite the uh, CV there. Um, you know, it's only I, related to the length of time I've been doing it. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I kind of talked about your background and, and kind of read your bio, but um, can you just, in your own words, kind of give our listeners a little bit of background on um, who you are, uh, what you do, um Tell us a little bit about yourself, because you know our listeners, most of them probably don't know much about you. Well, I don't know. Oh, some do, some don't. Um, I became a veterinarian where women were really not welcomed into the profession uh, 56 years ago, um, and the policy at that time was uh, when if two girls graduated from the graduating class, they let two more in. Mm. If three graduated, they let three in. Um, obviously that's changed. But the interesting thing at that time, Will, was that all of the professors I had at the Ontario Veterinary College in Canada were those that wrote the textbooks that we studied. Mm. So just by chance, I was fortunate to have all the world's authorities in veterinary medicine be our teachers. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. And of course, those people since went back to their own native countries and Continued, so that was really, really um, amazing. Um, I fortunately, uh, my my late father was a public health physician, and he went to public health uh, PhD school in Baltimore at Johns Hopkins University, where he met my mentor as a veterinarian, Dr. Harry Rizal, who was in charge of the research farm at the Ontario Veterinary College, and they were uh, schoolmates there. And I have to embarrass to tell you it's the only time I use nepotism to get a summer job. (laughs) So when I worked for Dr. Rizal, he happened to have at that time animals that were born with hereditary bleeding diseases like hemophilia, like like in humans. Mm -hmm. And because it was parallel to the human disease, we were able to get research studies, not for any invasive experiments, just to look at the blood of these dogs uh, and cats, by the way, mm-hmm. and see how it was molecularly similar or different to the parallel diseases in humans. And so I became interested in that subject as a, as a student. And then after I graduated, I took half of the animals from the colony of dogs that we had. We didn't keep cats there. We just had dogs with hemophilia and other bleeding diseases. Mm-hmm. And moved to Albany, New York, where I worked for 27 years in the New York State Department of Health. And in that time, Will, it was when AIDS and blood safety became a very big issue at the end of the 70s and early 80s, mm-hmm. and they had no physician hematologist high up enough at the administrative level of the health department of the entire state of New York, and so I got the job. So here I was, a veterinarian who had worked with the physician hematologists in, in the world, you know, during my research work, became in charge of regulating the blood supply for the state of New York. So that was in, incredibly... Um, what should I say, challenging and also very important for my career to open my eyes to the one health, one medicine concept that we practice today. That's fascinating. And and I can see where that really um, inspired you for some of the things that um, you 
you know, are doing today, some of the things that, you know, you've been working on because, you know, you're kind of a maverick, you know, in, in the, <laughs> in sure. the veterinary world. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Some of the stuff that you do is, is controversial. I don't know why. 100%. Absolutely. I don't know why it's controversial. Maybe you well, can just talk about it. Because I don't have any particular bias. What I want to do is look at the science, look at the evidence, look at the experience. And I teach, uh, human, human health radio shows as well these days. Mm. So I still have a, a hand in both camps and I gave a webinar actually earlier this week and one of the comments while I was teaching was I thought this was about dogs when I was comparing the um, the vaginal delivery exposure of infants versus c-section delivery and what it does to the beneficial bacteria and the harmful bacteria in our bowel to people and saying it was the same as it is in animals and mm. some of the listeners didn't get it mm-hmm. why would I be talking about human babies when they care about pet babies. Well, we're all mammals. We all live in the world. We're all exposed to the uh, reduction in the ozone layer and the environmental pollution in the air, the earth, and the sea today. We're all living through that. We're all living with the tragedy of SARS-CoV-2. Absolutely. And the misinformation everywhere about that. Just like there's misinformation in veterinary medicine about thyroid disorders and vaccines and about nutrition and whatever. And my job is to tell what I see and what I learn from the world literature and then let people decide for themselves once they see the evidence. And that's what I love about you, Dr. Dodds, is that uh, despite uh, everything that, you know, gets thrown up at you, you still push forward, you fight, you you believe in your cause. And, and I can tell you firsthand, um, you know, the work that you do has impacted my life uh, with my own pets. Now, you know, I first heard about you about 15 to 20 years ago. I was actually in Dubuque, Iowa. I was attending a conference uh, for dog trainers and doing some continuing education there as well. And one of my friends, Robin McFarlane, she had brought your name up in conversation that several of us dog trainers had been engaged in. And the Mm -hmm. subject of thyroid disorders, more specifically Mm -hmm. hypothyroidism, came up. And that's when that I first heard about you and your work with thyroid testing and that you had breed-specific, age-specific, and weight-specific testing abilities uh, because of the database that you have and that you've done the research and that you've got the data and it's in the science. And, of course, you know, I'm talking about hemopet, uh, hemolife thyroid testing. Um, mm-hmm. Can you share with our listeners um, about your work with hemopet and, um, you know, what is hemopet and what do you do there at hemopet? Yeah, well, as you said in the introduction, we're, we're a nonprofit animal blood bank only for dogs. We rescue greyhounds from the racing tracks throughout the country, and there are many surplus greyhounds now because they closed the Florida tracks, if you remember. Mm -hmm. So these animals um, are beautiful. They need homes. They have short hair. And about 40% of them have what we call a universal donor blood type, Mm. in other words, like a human O. Mm -hmm. Um, The blood, because most veterinarians have no idea what their patient's blood type is when they have an emergency. Sure. So... We need to select donors that can be, give blood to any dog regardless of their type. But then you have to screen them for infectious diseases. And so when we finished all of that, only about 8% of the dogs that are available from the tracks, in other words, they don't run fast enough or they're finished their breeding career or let's not even go there, okay? Um, mm. About 8% of them are eligible to come into our program. So what happens to the rest? We make sure they're all adopted nice. into pet homes. 
so we help the smaller adoption programs that don't have the federal requirement or the the licensing requirements that we do to do all this testing by doing it for them because the ones that aren't suitable for our program can go and be healthy and go out to be adopted more easily. So that's how we started that. And then because of my interest in the bleeding diseases and immunology and whatever, I I developed, you know, unique diagnostic tests that we patented. My my husband's a retired patent attorney, so it may sound wonderful that I have 25 patents. So <laughs> I wrote the science, he wrote the patent. Mm-hmm. So we were a good, and I didn't have to pay for it. Well, there I did, I guess. Girl. I did the cooking and the laundry, and <laughs> <laughs> as I did today. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's how I got interested in the diagnostics. And then I realized that, you know, the body's a whole. And so I started thinking about holism with a W, the whole concept mm-hmm. that why am I only looking at the, mainly at the blood and the immune system? What about the endocrine system? What about the nutrition? What about the thing that stabilizes all of our health, whether it be a human or another animal? And that's how I got expanded into what we're doing today. That's fascinating. And what also fascinated me was, you know, to learn that there is a canine thyroid epidemic. Right. Um, talk to us. Tell our listeners about this canine thyroid epidemic. How did you quite, come to understand that? Because what we do with animals, uh, especially if we line breed and inbreed them to, for purebreds, okay? Mm-hmm. I used to raise sporting dogs myself, so I was part of this group. And also we have the hybrid breeds that have become uh, fashion du jour these days. Sure. You know, the mixtures of uh, golden retrievers and poodles and Labradors and poodles and miniature schnauzers and, you know, all of them, all, all of the different mixed breeds that people have. And then we have even the rescued animals, right, mm-hmm. that some of the animals that end up in rescue have the bloodlines for the breeds that are at risk genetically. All these disorders are genetically determined. The same thing is true in people. Why do we have more thyroid disease and more immune disorders and more nutritional problems with the glutens and whatever today in our world for people and animals? Because of what we've done to the earth. No Mm. question. Okay? So we have the genetic predisposition and it has to be triggered by something. So the triggering is the pollution and all the changes we've done to the genetic makeup of healthy human families and healthy pet families so but but think about it will would the metabolism the energy and whatever of a chihuahua be the same as that of a newfoundland of course not if you had a newfoundland with the energy of a chihuahua or a terrier you'd be in big trouble so obviously within the um Cats are are more alike in size, except for the wild cats, right? Mm -hmm. Dogs vary from 2 pounds to 275 pounds. And the metabolic difference between these different breeds means that the things that regulate the metabolism, i.e. the pituitary and the thyroid gland, have to be different metabolically. Absolutely. I want to talk more about that. We are up against a break for the news. No, that's fine. But when we come back with Dr. Gene Dodds, we're going to talk more about the canine thyroid epidemic. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk Today here on Independent Talk 1100. KFNX. We'll be right back. You're listening to Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX, Cape Creek, Phoenix, the home of the Savage Nation. 
Republicans gather August 24th through the 27th to call for a second term for President Trump, while Democrats will meet this week, mostly virtually, to nominate Joe Biden in his quest for the White House. Senior Trump campaign advisor Jason Miller has discussed poll numbers today on ABC's This Week. We feel good about where things are going. Now, the Democrats will get a bump this week in the polls, uh, for sure. I mean, this is something historically uh, Democrats uh, get a nice bump um, from the convention. I wouldn't be surprised if it's upwards even of 8 to 10 points. I do think it will be a pretty sizable bump. Correspondent Jessica Dean reports Biden and running mate Kamala Harris have been filling their campaign coffers. They announced they raised $48 million over the two days after her announcement, which is just a shocking number considering that earlier in the campaign cycle, Biden wasn't raising that in a whole quarter of fundraising. They're raising that in 48 hours. I'm Ann Cates. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage, $75 per month level rate for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110 per month, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rate guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote at 1-800-569-5440. That's 1-800-569-5440. You're probably paying more than you should. Call Term Busters, 1-800-569-5440, or visit our website at termbusters.net. Remember, 1-800-569-5440. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting. Exam required to qualify. From the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center for this afternoon in the grips of a heat wave with an excessive heat warning until Wednesday night at 8. Today's high, 113 with sunshine. Tonight dropping to 90. Tomorrow, Monday, sunny and hot. High, 114 with light south wind. I'm TJ Matthews from the KFNX Weather Bug Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 110 degrees. Next news in 30 minutes or when it breaks. Here on Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. By the way, the show is moving starting this Saturday, August 22nd. Pet Talk Today will be airing on Saturday mornings. That's Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. So be sure to note that and join us this coming Saturday at 9 a.m. Before we went to break, we were talking to Dr. Gene Dodds, and we were talking about the canine thyroid epidemic. And Dr. Dodds, you were talking about the testing that you do, uh, your thyroid testing, and how traditional thyroid testing will will take um, dogs of all ages, of all breeds, of all sizes and weights, 
and lump them all together to try to tell you that their thyroid uh, values should all be the same. And you do things different at uh, at Hemopet. Can you talk a little bit about that you started to before we went to break? Right, yes. Well, it's obvious that all dogs are not the same, and to lump them into one range is, is ridiculous. And, and actually, when you go back through the literature and try to find out how those one normal range group was done, it, it wasn't based on anything. They didn't determine how many animals were in it. They didn't determine what size of dogs were in the mix to establish the normal ranges. And, of course, the reagents have changed in the last 20 years, and the tests we do have changed. Now, the interesting thing, Will, is that the commercial veterinary reference laboratories do everything generally by autoanalyzers, mm-hmm. and the autoanalyzer they use for thyroid diagnostics in the dog, and they usually just measure a total T4, and they give the veterinary clinic a special discount price to measure that test along with the complete blood counts and the serum chemistry. That test uses an anti-human antibody to measure K9T4. It's inaccurate, mm. and they know it. Mm. But they don't have an autoanalyzer version of the canine-specific T4, which is the only one we use. The dog has a different um, dilution curve in thyroid hormone measurements than the human antibody. Furthermore, when animals are on thyroid hormone and the samples get sent back to these reference labs to do just a total T4, because veterinarians have been taught that's the only thing they have to measure, they don't know that the computer doesn't know the animal's taking thyroid hormone, and there's a different normal range if they're taking the medicine versus not taking it. So inevitably, they get the wrong ass, the wrong range. They get whatever. So this is so frustrating, and I teach and I teach and I teach and I do that, and it's very difficult for veterinarians to know exactly what to do. They look at the label on the bottle, and it says on the bottle of canine thyroid hormone that you can put it with food. You can't do that because thyroid hormone binds to calcium and soy. So why does the label for the dog product, some of them say, put it with food? Because they were afraid that the owner could get, or the pet guardian, could get bitten if they put their hand in the mouth of the dog to try to pill them, okay? So you put it in the food and it's easier. Well, heck, it doesn't work that way. And people that take thyroid hormone know that they should not take it with meals that have any calcium or soy in it. So it doesn't get absorbed properly. So we have all these issues that just drive you crazy. Plus, Will, the total T4 as a test is affected by any other illness. Mm. So if the animal has a thyroid problem and it's got another illness as well, the T4 is going to look low. You don't know whether it's a true thyroid problem or the other illness. The animal has a thyroid problem, starts thyroid medication, they do a total T4, and it looks lower than it really is because the animal also has chronic renal failure or liver disease or or a bowel problem or whatever. So what does the veterinarian do? They keep raising the dose of thyroid hormone when the animal's body can't handle it. So what does the body do? It excretes it faster than ever to prevent being poisoned by too much thyroid. So then it looks even lower. So it's totally confusing. And the final thing I can say about these assays, Will, is they all use radioisotopes, mm. except for the canine one that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And the radioisotopes are damaging the earth, even though they say that they're protected right. and there's a, you know, they're not going to leach out and whatever. We're damaging the earth. Hemopets thyroid profiles are non-radioactive. We use no radioisotopes. They've been patented. The technology comes from Europe. We do not contaminate the earth. 
and we're the only lab that does age and breed specific normal ranges at the same price with every profile. You get the big range and you get the case specific range that applies to that particular pet. And I can tell you as far as, you know, costs go, what you're charging for your thyroid testing is, is much less than I know, uh, some of the big labs here, um, in, in Arizona. You know, are charging because well, but the labs are not charging more than we charge because we we're a nonprofit, so we charge what it costs us. Yeah. What they're doing is the veterinarians have to mark up the cost from the lab, which is not available. You don't know what the labs are actually charging the vet, right? Nonprofits right. are transparent, so everything we charge is online. All the university diagnostic lab, veterinary university diagnostic labs, put their pricing online because nonprofits do that. Okay, the commercial laboratories don't do that. And so each veterinary clinic, depending on the volume of testing they do, will have different discounts. But the veterinary clinic has to charge what they have to charge to carry their overhead. The staffing, the, you know, God now with COVID-19 issues, you know, how to get all the costs taken care of. And so what the client has to pay is much more than we charge. Dr. Dodds, talk a little bit because, you know, I, I'm a trainer. I work with dogs and, and most of what, you know, we do at, at my company is, is deal with dogs that have severe aggression, dogs that have uh, severe anxiety. Can you talk a little bit about how the thyroid impacts behavior in dogs? Sure. The, the thyroid regulates behavior through the pituitary gland and the first recognition of that was uh, by, by Dr. Plowman in people. Um, gosh, in about 1930, they recognized that certain children had attention deficit disorder and other behavioral things that happened before puberty, okay? And that if they gave these individual people a little thyroid hormone powder, it helped the children stabilize their temperament. So we've known, and as you know, I've spoken internationally to the uh, pet dog training group. I just did it in Oslo earlier this year. Um, about all the different behavioral problems that can be um, seen with animals when their thyroid is dysfunctional. The other thing that, that our listeners need to know is that until 70% of the thyroid gland has been impaired or destroyed by this process, genetically determined process, the animal looks relatively normal. But that's when they have the behavioral changes and the idiopathic weight gain. Honest doctor, I'm not feeding my pet too much, and he or she keeps gaining weight. What we were taught in veterinary school was the fat, lazy, hates the cold pet. That doesn't happen till a year or a year and a half after the process has started. And most of the changes in behavior with sudden rage or phobias to, to noise, to thunderstorms, to certain objects, certain, certain things that set the pet off, those occur before the 70% uh, deficit has been reached. And so we have to think about that. Now, the other thing that's confounding this today, and this is very important for your listeners, the new flea and tick preventives and the collars cause behavioral changes. And there's been a huge um, concern about that. The FDA notified everybody in 2018 in the fall that seizures, abnormal behavior, um, phobias, anxiety, tremors can all be caused by these new flea and tick preventives. Nobody's done anything about it. Our private group has just published a major paper on this topic on July 20, 
The article has appeared in the August issue of a journal. It's now going worldwide about the concerns for these products. So these are um, all the newer ones, okay? And I'm going to say the trade names because this is very important. NextGuard, Brevecto, Simparica, Simparica Trio, Credilio, Revolution Plus, and the Ceresto Collar now has a warning on the label about it causing seizures. So you can have an animal with a marginal thyroid problem that's developing more serious thyroid dysfunction that's taking one of these products that is causing a huge behavioral problem. Animals are being put to sleep well. Yes. They are. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I'm glad that you named names because, like you said, this has been going on for a long time. Nobody's been saying anything. So I'm thrilled that you're out there saying something. And it's on all the advertising now, on television, Mm -hmm. whatever. A seven-point pale silver print, you can't even read it. Yeah. The FDA has required that those warnings be put on the label. There's a class action suit going on now in Quebec. And there's a second class action suit going on now in New York from thousands of people whose animals have been harmed by these. But I wanted to bring it up because it's additive to what we're talking about with the thyroid imbalance that's occurring from genetically predisposed animals and people, God forbid, exposed to what's going on in our environment. And I know just getting back to the thyroid topic, um, you know, because it is so heavily involved when it comes to different behavior problems, aggression, um, phobias, fears, anxiety. You know, it's standard for me when I meet with a client and their dog has these problems to have their thyroid tested. And it just amazes me uh, the pushback that I get from a lot mm-hmm. of veterinarians out there. Oh, it's not involved. It has nothing to do with it. Um, why is that? Why Why is it that so many veterinarians just don't get it? I think the profession is so stressed these days and so busy. We have so much information overload, and they're being marketed by big pharma and by pet, big pet food industry. Let's face it. And I don't blame those companies. That's their job, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we so naive? Sure. Absolutely. Why are we accepting when they're selling something that could be harmful? Why don't we look at it more objectively? And veterinarians do say it's not necessary. But you know what? The public pays the bills, and the public is demanding this. So one of the things I do, as controversial as it could be, is I teach on the triangle of knowledge the base people to ask the people at the top in the academic whatevers and the veterinary clinics to do the testing. I'm paying the bill, Dr. Jones. Mm -hmm. I want you to do it. And you know what? Once the veterinarian has had a case that they missed because they didn't know and they became aware, they then start testing regularly. And those are the people we need to keep and encourage in the profession, not the people say, oh, nonsense, I'm not going to do what what they found or what she said or whatever. Absolutely. I'm hoping that you can stay with us. We've got to take another quick break to hear from our sponsors. But um, when we come back, we want to talk a lot more about the thyroid. We want to talk about vaccines and also the increase that we're seeing in the number of diagnoses of cancer in dogs and cats. I'm Will Bangoro. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. We'll be right back. I can't control my emotions. Control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. Fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? Want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. 
At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014. Or schedule an appointment online at mesapsychiatry.com. dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Paw Nanny Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangur. I'm your host of Pet Talk Today, and you are listening to 1100 KFNX. Just a program note that uh, next Saturday, August 22nd, Pet Talk Today will be moving to the new time slot, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m., so be sure to join us next Saturday at 9 o'clock. Before we went to break, we were talking with Dr. Gene Dodds, and we were talking about... a a host of different uh, pet health issues. We were talking about the thyroid. Dr. Dodds, you also have done a lot of work when it comes to uh, canine vaccinations. Now, can you talk a little bit about your work with canine vaccinations and vaccination yep. schedules? 
Sure, sure, Will. <clears throat> Before I start that, I wanted to say one more thing about the thyroid. Please remember that in the dog, the half-life is 12 to 16 mm. hours, same in the cat. So when you give thyroid hormone, it has to be given twice a day, not once a day like we do in people with a half-life of five to seven days. So remember, twice daily always and not with calcium or soy. Okay, now back to, <clears throat> to vaccines. That's another thing that I've been <laughs> controversially talking about for 40 or more years. First of all, um, in veterinary medicine, because we have such a huge difference in the dog, for example, with size, like we talked about with the thyroid, small dogs don't need a full dose of vaccine. If there's enough in the um, vaccine vial, one mil, to immunize and protect a St. Bernard. Why would a Chihuahua need so much? Absolutely. Well, they don't. And so we can alter the volume of vaccine with informed consent for small breed dogs except for rabies. We are not by law allowed to change the amount of vaccine volume in rabies vaccines. So the two-pound dog and the 275-pound dog get the same dose of rabies vaccines. So obviously you can see that there's a potential issue there in terms of safety for the little guy. Absolutely. If there's enough for a large, giant dog, it has to be an overload of antigen for a small one. But legally, we have no choice. Now, one of the things we do as homeopathic, uh, holistic veterinarians is we give, after vaccinations, oral homeopathics to detox the energy of the vaccine, not the vaccine effect, but the energy, so that it doesn't overwhelm the host. And so we use homeopathics like Thuja, T-H-U-J-A, for all vaccines, and we use LISSIN, L-Y-S-S-I-N, homeopathic, for rabies. So animals that get rabies get Thuja and LISSIN for five to seven days, starting on the day of vaccination and continuing for the next five days or so. And for all other vaccines, they get just Thuja to detox the molecular energy that could be adverse in that particular host. So the next thing is, for dogs that weigh less than 12 pounds, and we've published studies on that in 2015, we showed that half a dose of the standard distemper and parvo vaccine, for example, completely protected dogs that weighed less than 12 pounds as adults. Do we know um, more than that? No, we don't know about hepatitis, and we don't know anything about cats, but we do know, because it's not been done, we do know that the studies showed that you can give a half dose with informed consent. And that can be written informed consent or oral informed consent. And remember that we can vaccinate our own pets for, dis for the standard distemper and parvo, for example, but not rabies. So that's an issue. Uh, do you want your veterinarian to do it? Do you want to do it yourself with an appropriate experienced person or animal health technician helping you? Now, I think it's important to note, and, and you know, you are not one of these anti-vaxxer people. You believe in vaccines. You believe Absolutely. in pets being protected. Right. But we've got a big problem with over-vaccination. Can you talk about that and the whole issue of yes, titers instead? This, the vaccines are not intended to be given every year after the initial vaccine series. And remember, just giving the vaccine doesn't mean it took. Right. So after the animals had the appropriate minimal vaccine series, not the over seven things at the same time given three or four times starting at five weeks of age, which is totally absurd, yeah. okay? The minimum proper vaccine series with the core vaccine diseases. After that, you can do a titer test, a blood test on the serum of the dog, 
three to four weeks after the last vaccine or when the one-year wellness checkup comes around to make sure that the vaccination actually took. After that, the adult vaccination programs now are geared for every three years and the vaccines are labeled for every three years. We know from our challenge studies that it could be five to seven years duration because immune memory is for life. Are we, as human beings, vaccinated every year? No, Never. not at all. We get our vaccines as babies, okay? Sometimes we get boosters later on in life, but we certainly don't get them all the time. So we're over-vaccinating all the time. And veterinarians worldwide have told me, I do that, Gene, because I can't get the people into my clinic otherwise. I said, forget about it. You get them to come for an annual wellness checkup. And during that checkup, you ask the client about the vaccine history. If they're a former client, you can review it. And then you decide, is a booster necessary? Is a blood test instead appropriate? Or is nothing appropriate? Why would you take a 17-year-old Maltese that's living on an apartment on the on the 10th floor in Manhattan and doesn't go anywhere and give it a whole series of vaccinations every year? Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. And, you know, for my own personal dogs, I, I do a titer every year. And, and I can tell you, uh, you know, my dogs, you know, after they've had their puppy shots, they've had their, you know, one-year booster, um, that parvo distemper uh, immunity has lasted seven, eight, nine years on average. For life even, yes. Yeah. And for, you don't have to do a titer every year, Will. You only have to do it every three years. Every three that's good to know. Uh-huh. That. Once you've established that there is a titer. Remember, immune memory is mm. immune memory for life. And even if you can't do a titer, the memory's going to be recalled if the animal's exposed. Interesting. It's like, think of the child with a peanut allergy. It never goes away. Mm. Right? True. True. Absolutely. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, our listeners, because you do such great work, um, how can they get a hold of you? How do they find out about your testing, your services? Give give out Good. your information, yes. please. Okay, our website is www.hemopet.org. The general um, email is info, I-N-F-O, at hemopet.org. Please feel free to ask us anything. You can go on our website and read under the diagnostic section all of the tests we do. You can get the test request form, which has all the prices on it. If you have questions, you just send us an email and we'll help. You can read about our adoption program and what's going on with the greyhounds on the site as well. And you can read about our nutrition testing, which we've not had any time to talk about today because we needed to cover the other subjects that were equally important. We've got about two minutes before I've got to go, so I do want to give you an opportunity to talk about NutriScan, talk about food intolerances uh, versus um, allergies in just two minutes. Yeah, these are yes, these are not allergies. Even in people, food allergies, true food allergies are are mediated by a different antibody, and they're much more rare, and they start usually in young individuals. And we don't get them very often in animals, extremely rare. What's common is intolerance, just like we have in older people today, middle-aged and older people today, with gluten intolerance, we have the same thing in pets. So food intolerance is becoming extremely common, and it's promoted by an imbalance of the beneficial and harmful bacteria that aid digestion in the gastrointestinal tract, and that is called the microbiome. So this is a salivary test you can do yourself, with or without your veterinarian, www.nutriscan.org. Fantastic. Can you also, before we go, we've got about a minute, um, 
let people know about your books and what their titles are and where they can find those? Yes, two, the, the books are available from the publisher, Dogwise, or online on Amazon, for example. The thyroid, Canine Thyroid Epidemic, 2011, and Canine Nutrigenomics, 2015. And the good news, Diana, my co-author, and I are writing a new book due the end of this coming summer, next summer, all about plant-based foods for pets. Yes. Wow. That's vegan now, not vegetarian. So it's going to be um, all about a balanced diet that is based on plants. Well, that's fantastic. I'm excited to be able to uh, get that book and read about that. Dr. Dodds, thank you so much for being on Pet Talk today. It has been just an amazing episode, learning so much from you. Thank you. Please, I hope you'll come again. Our listeners got so much out of it. Um, I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today, and we are out of here. Okay, bye, everybody. Capital One checking and savings accounts have no fees or minimums and a top-rated banking app that lets you manage your money anytime, anywhere, even from your favorite hiking trail. With Capital One's app, you can check your balance, deposit checks, pay bills, and transfer money from wherever you are anytime you want, even when you're cooking dinner. Open a fee-free checking or savings account online in about five minutes. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One NA member FDIC. Howdy, folks. Colonel Sanders here. When it's time to eat, there's nothing more comforting than comfort food you don't have to cook. So get a $20 filler from KFC. Choose from eight pieces of original recipe, extra crispy chicken, or 12 tenders. It comes with all the fixings to feed your whole family. Order ahead at KFC.com. KFC drive throughs are still open. Or stay in and get contactless delivery by Grubhub. With buckets of love, Colonel Sanders. Limited time only at participating locations only. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fees apply. You're listening to Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX, Cape Creek, Phoenix, KFNX News Time.